0: Unashamed Nation, I got a big announcement for you guys. Um, we are going to drop a, a, a teaser of the trailer this week. And so what we what we want you to do is to go to theblindmovie.com and put your email in because we want you guys to have a first look at this since you guys are a big reason why we even did this movie. So, um, again, that's theblindmovie.com. We are dropping an early release of the trailer this week. You'll get to see what it's going to look like on film. Um, it's absolutely Beautiful and stunning, and you guys are going to love it. Theblindmovie.com.
1: I am unashamed. What about you?
2: All right. Welcome back to Unashamed. Um, yesterday was uh, Sunday, so I preached. Did you preach, Zach?
0: Nope. I was, well, you know what? I, I was on a canoe trip with a bunch of my old friends from high school and families. Three-day canoe fishing trip. Yeah. And then, so we did, do, we did do a little church service, and I did lead the communion. So we had communion Sunday morning right on the Suwannee River.
2: Oh, that's cool. I love the Suwannee well, River. How I many fish you. did oh, you catch is what I'm wondering. Oh, man, we we did not too well. Oh, <laughs> so.
0: oh was this a feeding?
3: I
2: the... like the way. Well, you know, I tell you what, it was um, not mm-hmm. too well. Was this a feeding the fifty with two fish and four loaves? <laughs> and a lot of
3: s'mores. Yeah, we we you...
0: caught more than two. We we had enough to to do one meal. Uh, but yeah, it was just it it wasn't quite as um wonderful as I remember. You don't have it the divine fishing.
2: capacity to. Come up with fish from nothing. You just then you do communion. <laughs> just talk about. How well, it. yeah, is. <laughs> and I
0: spent more time. Honestly, I spent more time getting out people's backlashes, and I mean it was. Mm-hmm. So the, I, the, the
3: know, few you... fish that y'all caught, what kind of fish were these? Do you uh, even know what? Large they were? mouth,
0: large mouth bass. Oh. They have a something called a Swanee River bass, which is a. It's kind of like a smallmouth bass, but I think that you only find these particular. Uh, strands mm. in the Suwannee River and the Santa Fe River okay. in North Florida. And then um, some red belly and bluegill uh, brim. Yeah. So that's that was the I'm not I wouldn't be I'm
2: not a huge bass fan in terms of eating, but I will say this, because I've been in the Suwannee River, the water is so clear and, and pretty there that I would imagine oh, all fish amazing. would be better. You always gotta memory it's,
0: Al, it's amazing.
2: The how good a fish tastes is not yeah.
3: necessarily based on species but how hungry you are well that's true that's true too
0: because
2: <laughs> I have had some meals
0: <laughs> yeah we brought food though well, the food was the food uh, game was strong you can't bring exactly. you look you can't
3: bring your own food and then expect to have success <laughs> fishing
0: that's like, true make it I didn't harder. have enough I didn't have enough faith I guess that was, well, so were, was a lesson there
3: that so I film last week and I was in uh, Missouri and then Kansas. And so I had something interesting happen and I
2: delayed this story. Did you find my horse up there in Kansas?
3: No, but I heard he was pulling a wagon. pulling a wagon. That's a Outlaw Josie Wells reference. So go watch that movie, it's good. The PG version. That's right. So uh, I wanted to share this story because I tempted the story and cliffhanged it, the entire podcast.
2: And then we teased it for the overtime and we didn't tell it. It was all, it was not
3: based on a lie. I had every intention of doing that, but I wanted everyone to enjoy this. So I'm going to try to tell this story that happened without giving any details about our show because they don't want me talking about the show until it airs. I mean, that's just the way TV works.
2: It's like soap. But
3: I'm just going to look, I'm going to, I'm just going to go for it here because I, Look, my life right now is a lot of filming this TV show, and so we come in and here. And I feel
2: like Unashamed Nation has earned at least a little bit of God. information because if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't be doing this show. So thank That's you. That's true. Alan. And I, I just want to because I'm gonna, I'm gonna
3: really tell you how we do the show, and because there's a story that happened this past week that I really want to share. Now I am throwing one guy under the bus, but. You know, hey. <laughs> I, <laughs> it happens to Zach all the time. It it's happens. okay. So here's what happened. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you how this show works. I made a commitment because every other treasure, hunt, we have a treasure hunting show. It's called Duck Family Treasure. that We ran season one last year. Some of y'all have seen it. Y'all invented the concept. You taught me into doing it. Zach is a part of it. From a he's more of the uh, executive, you know, he's he'll look at something we do and be like,
2: no, or yes,
3: that's basically his role.
2: So, uh, (laughs) and I'm a fan, I I like the show. I like that it's got Uh, some of the things I liked about our old show, but then I like the new stuff, I like finding stuff. I love Murray's uh, into the mix, so I like the show. So, thank you, Al. And so, when the show was pitched to networks you know fox
3: picked the show up well that they everybody was skeptical because they said treasure hunting shows don't do well you know for ratings and ratings means everything in the tv world but i'm like i don't care and so t the tv people that's what i refer to them producers directors you know all these people they were like they're always going to try to make everything work no matter what and uh so really the point of conflict in doing this show was, well, what if you go to a place and you don't find anything? Because we're treasure hunters. That is the theme of the show. And I just drew a line in the sand. And I'm going to reveal to you what the inner workings and foundation of the show. I'm like, we're not planning stuff. We're not going around and planning. We're not bringing treasures with us to find. Right. Not going to do it. So if you're uncomfortable with that, Go do another TV show somewhere else. So then the question comes, well, what if you go and don't find anything? Well, and, and here's my reasoning for this, and Zach knows how I feel about this, and he actually signed off on it. I said treasure, based on the Bible, comes to us in various forms. I mean, true treasure in heaven has nothing to do with any kind of relic or a coin you find. God used those parables and these stories to show you a greater treasure that's a spiritual nature. So I said, if we go to places and we don't find anything, well, then we got to work harder about figuring out another form of treasure, which may be, you know, catching fish or doing something that you, you know, their treasure has various meanings. And so that's kind of how our show works. So I'm not worried about it. But the reason I, that I drove such a hard line on it is because is the reason I say treasure hunting shows didn't rate well Cause they—that's what they try to do. Well, what happens if you go and don't find? They're like, "Well, just plant something," and you know, it's just. But people see through that. We're not actors. We're right. and and then where are you going? You're only trying to find something bigger and better. How can you do this long term? So I just drew a line in the sand. It makes everyone work harder. It makes us look. Hard. You know, we really try. So anyway, one of the things we do is you know we have a guy that uh who's a scout and we all try to go the day before and kind of scout out the location. You got to remember, we've never been to these places. So, and we only film a couple of days looking for the treasure. And then you have to do some setup stuff, which is when you pull in, you know, and they're filming it and, and this just in, you know, if the cameras are not on or something breaks down or a cameraman falls down while we're pulling in, we're going to have to pull in again. They didn't get it. So you do a few things in TV land that are kind of set up, but the actual hunts, we're out there hunting. And so we had a guy on the ground for this location. I won't discuss it. And uh, because we had multiple places to go. And so uh, Murray and Jeff got there a day early. I was doing the podcast, so I couldn't be there for the scout. Well, guess what? Nobody found anything. So we're going way off. And it's not looking good. we whatever this was supposed to be, as far as finding treasure, not happening. And there's various reasons for that. So we become creative. We're like, what? What other things are going on in the community? So we did a, a different story, you know, which was I heard funny. I wasn't part of, you know. So we'll because there's three characters, main characters in in this treasure hunting form. So one of the characters wasn't me, but you know, goes off and does something else. And they said, oh, it was funny. and Because it was a treasure of life, had nothing to do with finding something out of the ground. So we're bouncing around spots. And uh, I hunted this daylight to dark. I think I found one thing that I thought was cool. And they filmed it. So the second day, we filmed most of the day. And uh, I'm like, let's go somewhere else. I mean, this is just not working. Well, we go to a place where, the guy who was on the ground was and uh, Murray and Jeff had hunted, didn't find anything, but it looked cool. So I'm like, Look, we may not find anything, but this place is cool. So let's just go there. And I signed off. So we, so we go. So about two hours uh, of daylight were left. And all of a sudden, I get a signal, and bam, it's awesome. Not going to tell you what it is. You have to watch this show. And I was so excited because you got to marry. This is two days I had lost. And I found, I really thought, maybe just the Lord said, here you go. I mean, I felt like it was borderline miraculous. Well, look, I turned around and walked 10 feet. I got another signal. Boom. I, it's spectacular. Well, you know, my buddy hears me going crazy. He comes over there. Well, on his way to me, boom, he gets a signal. Well, then I walked a few other feet, boom, and then... My book, boom. Well, then I call the producer because one of our other cast members is not there. I'm like, get over here now. It it, something has happened. We have found the hot spot. So the other we boom, 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 boom. Awesome. Incredible. I I just thought, I cannot believe we stumbled up on number one, it had never been hunted. Number two, I don't know what was here, but it was awesome. Here's why I'm telling you the story. So the next, uh, that night, yeah, later on that night, we're getting all our stuff together. Well, the original scout, he comes over to one of the cast members and is like, man, did, you know, I can't believe, you know, y'all put all that stuff in the ground. And uh, and so the, they're like, no, we didn't put anything in the ground. And he's like, well, we scouted this before. That didn't happen. So long story short, then he goes to the another. He didn't go to me, but to the other. like, Did y'all really find that stuff? And and here's my buddies who I trust with my life are saying, that really happened. He said, I don't believe it. He's like, well, you were there. (laughs) You saw it. He's like, yeah, but I wasn't up there close. He was just standing behind the camera. He's saying, how can I be sure of this? (laughs) It was the same thing. I was like, how can a guy watch something? So once they told me that, I just couldn't help it. I said, Look, I appreciate you, you know, inviting us to this spot. I heard you had some reservations about what just happened, but I'm just gonna you know, I kinda went through a speech about we're people of integrity. And uh and I was like, Look, I don't know if the Lord just said, Here you go, but maybe the Lord put it in the ground.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but what I was saying is he, he it,
1: raised the dead.
3: Yeah, what I was saying is, look, did I think it was borderline miraculous? Look, I'm gonna be honest, I really did. Because there's no reason why all this stuff was out there that we we just stumbled up on a little patch of the earth that had all these hidden treasures. But it made me realize that no matter what you do, you try to make this as authentic as possible. I'm sure people watching the show said, well, this just, I mean, I had trouble believing it myself. You were a part of it, but I had a guy there who watched it and said didn't happen. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so it made me think of this story. Yeah. I'm like, no matter what you say, you read this. Some people, even if they were th- there, were people. Plus, at-
1: how could you have invented this?
3: <laughs> I don't know what they were. He just couldn't believe it because he, yeah. you know what the bottom line was though. He said, but I walked. I walked over there, and I didn't get that signal. I'm like, well, you must have missed it. <laughs> but but it just shows me how people get something in their mind that when you see fantastical things that there's no really explanation for. Of course. Well, you
0: get so committed. Sometimes you get so committed to whatever your position is that in the in the face of complete evidence, you still say, "No, nah, I don't
2: believe that." Yes, yeah, so there had to be you know, something happen. Yeah, there was. Over- there's
1: a giant ch- chasm between lost and found. Yeah, yeah a lot of people said, "Well, look what we found," but they doctored it up and made it look like they found exactly. it exactly. Uh, and that, that but the truth, the truth comes forward when you say there's a big difference between lost and found. Sometimes it's it's right there in front of you, but you can't see it because. Yeah. Exactly.
2: So uh, we've all been traveling a lot recently, and uh, Jay's. I think one of the things we notice about when we travel is that we notice how important sleep is, mm. because oh, gosh. <laughs> it's not easy. Travel and sleep don't always go well together, right? So I went on a canoe trip,
0: and so I camped for three nights, and Ooh. there was no sleep.
2: Yeah, the old hard ground's not too good, is it? Zach? It's not. So, uh, it's the worst. one of our sponsors, uh, which we love, is Helix Sleep. And um, we've all enjoyed their mattresses. Uh, and they know that sleep has a lot to do with your attitude, or whether you're positive or you're negative. And look, the same thing goes for kids. And so, uh, one of the things that uh, they're telling us about now is, is their same premium mattress brand uh, that we've all used is also now available for kids it's firmer for kids three to seven because their bodies are growing they need better spinal support
0: which i have one by the way okay i did i don't have i don't have the helix but i have the have the kids helix yeah which so- is what i slept which is what i slept on last night and i was i said i i have to get a good night's sleep i've had three nights with none <laughs> so i slept on the kids
2: bed last night and it was great wasn't it Oh, my gosh. It's, an, it's amazing. So it's tested and approved by kids, adult professionals, and parenting publications, and now Zach uh, himself. Um, so Helix understands you need to try it out. That's why you get a 100-night risk-free trial. If you don't like it, you can send it back, uh, but you're going to like it. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders, including the Helix Kids Mattress and two free pillows for our listeners. So go to Helix, H-E-L-I-X. HelixSleep.com slash Unashamed. This is their best offer yet. Won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. HelixSleep.com slash Unashamed. Yeah, on a
0: more serious note, I had a similar experience recently um, with someone that we all know, and they were on social media and they were basically making the claim repeatedly that, uh, these events in Nashville, you know, the school shooting in Nashville that happened recently, they were like, ah, that, that's all manufactured by the government. Or it's, a, you know, like one of these, uh, conspiracy theories, it's a, it's a training drill and all, and I mean, I'm reading this and I just, cause I, we had personal connection to, uh, some of the victims. Um, we had a lot of friends in Nashville. And so I, my, my, the first thing I wanted to do is I'm, I'm about to blast this guy on here. And then I was like, no, that's not the right thing to do. I need to do what Matthew 18 says and, and confront him. So I, I, I call him, but, you know, he's, he's someone that I've known for many years. And, uh, I was like, Hey, uh, we'll call him John. That's not his name. Hey, John, man, I read what you put on, on Facebook about, you know, the Nashville stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, there's like a personal connection with these tragedies. Uh, my daughter goes to school right down the road, but even the people can, that were killed, like these are like real people. Um, and you're saying that it didn't happen, and um, but I'm telling you it, it happened, like it's legit. And he's like, "Well, I'll, I'll take that into consideration." And I was like, "What do you mean you'll take it into consideration? <laughs> like, I, like this happened? This is a real thing that happened." And uh, like I have connection. I'm telling you, you've known me for years. Why would I lie to you? Am I part of the big thing? And he's like, "And he's like, I'll take it into consideration." And and I I got to thinking about it. And he, he did not take it into consideration. He continues to spew these these lies, and it's like, man, it's like in the face of truth, he's so committed to his ideology yeah. and his little ecosystem of conspiracy theories that he 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 ha- he can't even see the truth anymore. And and it, it scared me. And I, you know, to your point, Jace. I mean, I think that you know when when you look at Mary's response uh, to something that seemed unbelievable. Um, and that's not, that thing's not even unbelievable, but she, she really could have, I mean, she could have said that the same thing when, when the spirit spoke to her, she could have just said, you know, or, you know, or, or you know, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I, I'm, I'm on a, you know, Francis Schaeffer talks about this in his book, true spirituality about mother Mary as kind of a prototype of how we re, we are to respond to God or to the Holy spirit rather. Um, and, and he says that when the, the, she, she had three choices, one, she could have ran and said, no, I'm not going to do it. And she could have killed herself or aborted the bed whatever she could have. I'm not going to participate in that, which is what a lot of us do. When the spirit yields truth to us and makes a promise to us, we just say, no, I'm not doing it. Or two, she could have said, okay, I have the promise now. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go produce a baby in my womb by myself, which would have never happened because she couldn't do that. Um, And then the third response is what she did is she, she could have said, it's, it's, it's absolutely beautiful what you're saying, this promise, this, this child coming forth from the Holy spirit. And she, and she did say this, behold, the bond servant of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And it's in that phrase right there that we really see, according to Schaefer, and I agree with him. We see how how do we respond to the Holy Spirit? How do we respond with to the the phrase "Nothing is impossible for God"? And the way we respond is what he calls an active passivity. We're actively doing something, but we're passive in it. Like I, it's it's just like you and the treasure. You know, you're you know you're not producing the results. You're not manufacturing the results of the treasure. You're, you're just dutifully going about what you, what your job is. And then, and God produces that in us.
3: You're right. Cause I wanted to say, uh, one of the reasons, you know, cause I kind of created the format of this show and everybody liked it, you know, having size, like put si in charge of where we go, that'll be funny, you know? So, okay. But I'm like, I want to have the pain and, and, uh, the just the adventure of, well, what if we don't pull it off? What if we fail? I was like, it's okay as long as it's real. I mean, we'll find a way to overcome, you know, whatever happens. I mean, if we don't find stuff, guess what? We'll do something else that that is authentic. And because uh, we're not actors, because I'm going to tell you what all this does. All this, you're tired, you go from daylight to dark. And, you know, when the cameras are not on, we're hunting. Cause you know if we get a good signal, I'm like, hey, come. I mean, you you literally get every minute. But when you go through all this, well, the, and this is what I was trying to explain to the dude. I was like, you know why it's worth it? Cause when we did find that, our emotion was just unbridled. You we're not actors. You couldn't make that up. Cause he heard that he was like, i I kept hearing, you know, I'm seeing y'all holler and respond. And I, he he thought, oh, these guys are just,
1: they're well, you acting. Talk about acting. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I was like, and it's just thinking, Emmy. It, it made me, you know, I was reading this in between and I thought, I see how, because he, in his mind, had X this spot off the list. And I just think of how many people who couldn't get past chapter one of Luke. Because they just thought, well, this is just
1: this is too much of a fantasy. Pretty interesting story, that you know? that uh, the definition is given. Uh, words when you come to Jesus and you've identified him as your Savior, world, you put your faith in him. You die to sin, you're buried and you're raised. It's pretty interesting that it's it's mentioned in the Bible that it's like hidden treasure. Yeah. Jace, that's a pretty good point for you. Exactly. Yeah, and Well, now- by the way, that guy yesterday, he came, uh day before yesterday I think it was, and he came to be baptized, and I was going through the whole thing in front of the class, and I said, where was the dude that, that was uh, that's here to be baptized? And I was just giving him a briefing on the gospel behind me and all that, how that worked, Receif- reception of God's spirit, you know, when you die to sin, you're buried and you're raised. And I was showing him all that. And I said, the greatest news is it's free. And yeah. the, the the guy stood up in the audience and said, After hearing what I get out of this, I'm prepared to pay you anything you want. He told me that. I said, No, nope, it's all free, man. Yeah. And everybody gave him a round of applause, you know.
3: Well, you know what else we have in common with Mary? And I'll read it. This is Colossians 127, speaking of the mystery of the gospel. Yep. It says, uh, Paul said, to them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, which is us and everyone else, not from Israel, the glorious riches, speaking of treasure, of this mystery, which is Christ in you. Yep. The hope of glory. So that's where we left off last time is when when Mary realized that God had chosen her to place Jesus literally in her physically. Then she said, I am the Lord's servant in verse 38. May it be to me, as you have said, and then the angel left her. So the angel basically described three things that were going to happen. She's, she's going to have the son of God in her. Uh, he's eternal because he he brought that up about your his kingdom
1: will last forever. And- some some are so uh, uh, shocked at what you just said that they will bow down to Mary. Well, exactly. That's
3: why I made that reference in the overtime. Of, <laughs> like, like she she is God. Well, she and, is. And and she said in her song that we'll get to that, you know, the first thing she says in her song is that she views God as her Savior, which is, a, you know, people who are not sinful do not need a Savior. So she was acknowledging her, her weakness in this. But what's. What's awesome about this is it's that worthy of note. he also, the angel also revealed that the most high is becoming low. He's becoming a human. And and in that you really see the power of who Jesus is in the gospel because that's where love comes in. God loves us so much that he becomes low. and it And it's also a reminder of how sinful we are. This act of God becoming one of us shows you the desperation that we're in yeah i mean this is the way
0: to bring us to him that's how broken we are i think that's that was what was so interesting about that interview with william lane craig because i i thought i mean i can kind of get the position of someone who was steeped in in uh jewish tradition and the writings of of all the prophecies I mean this is we have to at least admit that there is a bizarre nature to God becoming flesh and not just becoming flesh putting himself in the womb of a of a human creature in the form of the most vulnerable among us a baby I mean th- there is a I mean there there's this transcendence to that there's this um there's something so big about that that's beyond us, but then there's like this frame of it that's like right here with us in the form of a baby, and I have to admit, I mean, it's there. It it is it is uh, quite, quite unbelievable.
3: No, I you know I, I agree. How big I think that is? I heard Tim get, uh, Keller give an illustration about this because he said the gifts that you receive tell something about. The giver and the receiver, because when you think about it, God gave as a gift, you know, His Son, and so He used this illustration. He's like, so if you wake up, you know, Christmas morning. I don't remember the exact examples. I'll just give you a version of what He said. But He said, if you, you wake up on Christmas uh, morning and you open the first present, I mean, a present, and it's some kind of uh, what is the thing? Uh, old people use geritol. You get a bottle of geritol. And you're like, yeah. huh. Well then you open the next present and it's 101 ways to be positive you know and you're like huh so you open the next pres- uh, present and it's hair growth you know product well at this stage you stop and assess what what is what are the gifts Reflecting. It's reflecting that I'm fat, old, grumpy, and bald. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was something like that. And nothing know. says I
2: love you more than that. We all know that uh, cleaning our guns is just one of the things we have to do, right, Jason? you got to have a clean weapon. Obstructions are not good for gun barrels. Now, and I've learned that the hard way a couple of times in my youth, um, unfortunately for some of dad's classic guns, uh, that you don't want things obstructing your barrel is not good. Uh, it is one of those hassles, but it's something we have to do. Uh, it's a dirty job. And so one of our uh, sponsors, a new sponsor, it's called Barrel Buddy, helped us to do it better. You used to have the old patches, which is the way you used to try to clean mine, but this leaves stuff in your gun barrel. It's hard to get just one patch off to clean them. They had the rope um, thing for a while there to do it, but then you couldn't tell whether your gun barrel was really clean or not. So they've come up uh, with a really good system to be able to clean uh, the rifle grooves. They come in seven different sizes to match any caliber firearm. Uh, they're composed of polymers that don't leave behind residue particles, so it's safer too which is a great concept. Basically, it cleans everything out on the surface. It even lubricates uh, the firearm while you're cleaning it. So we want you to check them out. Uh, It's an important step for every responsible gun owner. Barrel Buddy is a totally new concept and a better way to take care of your firearms. So get some today. You'll love them. BarrelBuddy.com. That's Barrel, B-A-R-R-E-L,
1: Buddy.com. Check them out.
2: But his, yeah, his
1: told I don't have that long here. Well, right. You're like, all of a sudden, you're not really feeling real warm and fuzzy
3: about all this, but they're telling you a story. So, the reason for the illustration, and I'm sure you got it somewhere else, but is it saying, what is God saying that he has to become a human and die? It's saying that we're really broken, sinful people. And his yeah. love is, is when you look at it like that, it, it tells a story about what people give you, about I, what they're doing. Yeah, think I think about
1: with it. all the Christmas scenes that have come and gone, uh, alluding to a baby in a manger, that's always, they, they, they've got all cynic ways of, they, they, see, they get it. And, yeah. and a lot of the world understands to a certain degree. That there, This was really, really some birth here. Well, and that yeah. makes it the uniqueness of the story. As Zach was saying, you just look at the money that's been generated from that, from what happened right here yeah. in Luke. You just think about the money that changed hands, alluding to the the, the baby Jesus. Oh, yeah, it's huge. And well, around. Jace,
0: you said so, Jay sent me a uh, sent me a text. Uh, uh, I just pulled it up because it was so powerful. It's so simple, but um, I got this on Sunday, April sixteenth, and um, he said I had a couple thoughts earlier this morning. I believe this was on a Sunday when you sent. Oh, it. Sent, the, oh yeah, I remember sending you that. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's the two thoughts. I'm going to read them. Um, I, I just feel like this is encapsulated in this what's happening right here in in this incarnation of Christ and, and Mary. One, the human skeptic mind says, just give me a watertight argument for God and his Bible and I'll believe it, et cetera, et cetera. But God chose to give us a person himself instead of an argument, God becoming a man, Jesus, whose actions and character disrupt all arguments that are contrary to the existence of God. And two, therefore, Concerning the mystery of the gospel, which Jace mentioned earlier in Colossians chapter one and two, this Jesus can be in you. A human being's view and decision of Jesus himself for or against is the single most important influence to one's actions and character in life. And I thought, man, that that that's it. I mean, it's we're we're looking for all this stuff. We're looking for all and I and I love the evidences. I got a stack of books right here, nothing but Christian evidences. But you want to know what to me is the greatest evidence? It's it's what right here that there there is a god who put himself in a human being. I mean that's just crazy. Yeah. It is. I don't have an answer for that. I don't have a I don't have a I mean I'm like I it's 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 just this it just the nature of what that is is beyond Human capability to write, comprehend—we don't, we don't possess that kind of creativity.
1: No. And while you're here, it leads to something very simple: uh, it, your 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 faith and your growth. It gives you peace of mind. It really does.
3: Well, I think the biggest problem, and, and the reason I was reflecting on that, we just as religious people—and I'm using that term loosely. We we tend to try to make everything like a pageant, you know. We show up at church, we do the Christmas thing. I mean, I, I was really just almost angry when I read the first two chapters of Luke and thought we do these plays, you know, and we lift these characters up, and we just seem to miss the real point in our real life. And uh, and Zach said something about Mary, about holding her up, you know, as as some people do. Well, you remember that little phrase or a little happening in luke 11 which we'll get to but you know Jesus is talking about the difference in him and and demons and he makes this reference in 27 uh or or this occurrence happens it says as Jesus was saying these things a woman in the crowd called out blessed is the mother who gave you birth and and nursed you which we're talking about Mary that's who she was she was giving credit to the To the mother. Now, Jesus, of all the things he could have said, he could have said, yeah, she, you know, let's make this about her, or and watch what he says, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Hmm. And and I just thought in that moment, Jesus is acknowledging this is bigger than just making this a cool story for Sunday and a drama. And and it all comes down to why this happened. And that's why I said the gift reflects the giver's heart, which is God. God did this out of love. I mean, he went to come up with a plan to come to earth. Not only did he create us, but to have Jesus be born in a, in a poor way, in a poor place to yeah. poor people with no status to come through the birth canal because he wanted to save humanity. I mean, it... it It really is a reflection of God's love and the humility it takes to even acknowledge this is off the charts.
1: How can you bad mouth a baby? They find ways, Satan does, but the question is, how how would you define that, babies? Yeah. Well, and then all the reasons why he had to do it
2: the way he did it,
1: which again was for us.
3: Well, and it's because really to, the only innocent place he could have entered. It is but the greatest the babies, story,
1: the greatest story ever told. Yeah, yeah, contrary to
3: what other people say, you know, babies are innocent. I mean, they're, and God is perfect. So it's like when you start thinking about all the things that had to line up here right. for God to enter in a way that could be historically documented Whew. over thousands of years in various places. I mean, it it, it it's.
2: But then the Hebrew writer tells us to be the perfect sacrifice and the perfect high priest. He had to be made like us in every way. Yeah. You know, be tempted, all of it. So I'm super excited uh, about uh, a new sponsor for our podcast. Uh, It's on for the first time today because they're dear friends of mine and of our families, and that's Focus on the Family. Uh, They've got an exciting new podcast uh, that they're about to crank up. And, um, you know, they've been around for 40 years. I don't know, if, Jason, if you remember this, but when we first started going to White Street Road, I mean, Lisa and I were just married. I guess you weren't even married yet, so you may not remember it. But we were watching films like on Wednesday night of James Dobson doing talks on marriage and family. I mean, and this has been a long, long time ago. So folks on the family has been around for a very long time. Um, they have worked to help families. They've worked to help marriages. Lisa and I partner with them and and they basically published our last book. So we love these guys. They've got a new podcast called crazy little thing called marriage, which I like the title. Uh, the wife's not crazy, but the marriage sometimes can be, uh, it's a podcast for married couples in the middle of those messy moments. They say when you need a laugh or you need some clear, practical, biblical advice, and you need to hear from someone with an actual degree in this thing. And that's, Greg and Aaron Smalley met both of them. Fantastic people. Uh, They've written several books on, on counseling and a lot of practicality. Every episode hits on something relevant like communication, intimacy, dealing with money issues, daily stress, you name it. New episodes of Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage drop every Monday. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite listening source. So that's Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage from Focus on the Family. Download it now and check it out.
3: If you think that's something, I'm going to introduce and propose something that will literally make smoke come off your head because I don't believe to my knowledge I've ever heard a sermon from Luke 1, through 45. And when I read this, it just shocked me. Here's what shocked me. What shocked me is the way that Mary and Elizabeth grasp the triune nature of God in this occurrence, and you'll see it. The conversation they had. If you were going to go back to the illustration I made about this being a soap opera, and I still submit your your names of this. Al had a couple going uh, beyond the impossible. Beyond the impossible. The and other one?
2: the other one was the scheme of redemption.
3: The scheme of redemption. So their conversation, and and if you missed the last podcast, the angel seems to imply here that. Look, Mary is alone. She's had, She's a teenage, this is a teenage girl who's poor. She's betrothed to be married, but an angel. I mean, this is overwhelming. So the angel says in verse 36, I think on purpose, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. So... And and then this famous verse, for nothing is impossible. So the next thing that happens is verse 39. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. So once she heard that, she thought, are you kidding me? I have someone I can relate to in this because here's, you know, part of their family who's Elizabeth who had lost they had lost hope that they weren't going to have a
2: baby she's pregnant with John the Baptist but before you eat the rest of it I think this is exactly what you were talking about earlier with your story in your illustration about your treasure hunting show is that when you find community you find treasure no matter what you're looking for because exactly. it's, it's just and there. Look, that is really – It's characterized
1: he it's treasure.
3: Yeah. He introduced something in this family aspect and in this having community. And you know what it made me think, Al, to your point right here? How many times have you seen people say, oh, God told me this and he called me to do this? Well, I'm going to tell you a good idea is when you think that happened, go ask what a brother or a sister in the Lord thinks about it. And if they say no,
2: <laughs> that's, that's, not from, ha- that's not from God.
3: Yeah, I mean that—that's what happens. Is we think, well, God chose us to be in community with each other, and this is one of the reasons. Yeah, that ha- this is reality. This yeah. is—it's it, too overwhelming for a teenager to have to deal with this by herself. Right. And I really believe that's what the way God constructed this. Yep. And so, uh, so she they go, but watch the conversation. Watch how deep this gets. So when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, which I love this mm-hmm. because God is acknowledging and Luke is that yes, this By the way, I these saw, are human beings that, that's in, life in
1: your in your womb. It's not a glabotition. By the way, I saw you and your brother there back when Miss Kay was carrying the load, you and you. <laughs> I did see from the, time to time. Mood. Thank you, Phil, for that. She showed me depiction. she showed me a time and she showed me y'all moving around. Foot up and against her. She just the, said, Look at look at your baby here and yeah. I was sitting there looking like her Whoa. I mean her foot belly, on the
2: sideboard, you know, pushing yeah. out. Yeah. She yeah. remember her, earlier?
1: her, her womb was, was her stomach was jumping full, around full and moving. And I was like, Whoa. I, I was thinking deep down that boy, I'd hate to be a woman. <laughs> Carry that load around. So this is John <laughs> the Baptist leaping in the womb at the
3: sound of Mary's greeting, who yeah. has Jesus in in her womb, I guess. To, or know, at know, least about to. Right? Yeah, or about, about to. So we have all this connecting, these connections happen. The baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Well wow. Now, just think about this statement real carefully. So the Lord has told them what's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? Right. We already have references of that. And now she's acknowledging the mother of my Lord, who would be the baby inside Mary, has come to her. And we have the Holy Spirit causing these movements. And that's what it says. And all of a sudden you're like, well, it looked like to me, we got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all covered in this interaction. That's right. And she's acknowledging that this person in Mary is her Lord yeah yeah,
0: that's a great point. What
3: revelation do we have <laughs> coming <out laughs>
0: that's here right. from two
3: women from somewhere in Israel at the time sharing their details about their pregnancy. The
1: background of all this coming to fruition is is getting wilder by the moment. when they're carrying the two
2: most significant people that will be born in human history. Yeah, well, in and their she's wombs. she's
3: acknowledging that the one in your stomach is going to be our Lord. That's right. Because you would think, well, this guy I got pretty special. But she realizes that he has a role to play. I mean, they get the whole scheme of redemption. Yeah. As the impossible turns here, <laughs> she's figuring it all out, which is absolutely mind-blowing.
2: You know, when I get the Jays, The let's take our last bit. Whenever John the Baptist, later as they're both adult men, baptize him, and then they have that moment where the Father, Son, and the Spirit are represented, remember, mm-hmm. the voice from heaven, yeah. the, the, and yeah. and then him realizing this really is the Lamb of God. And these women understood well, it. Well, he, it. It all happened when he Before was
3: in the womb. The women got it. It had already because happened. Because watch what happens in 44. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. So she's getting it that th- there is a supernatural occurrence happening, and not only is it happening, the supernatural is more complex than we are. Yep. That's why she could make that statement that my Lord told me that you're carrying my Lord. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How does that make sense? Well, we know it sounds like when Jesus said, the Lord said to my Lord. Which was a quote from David in Psalm 110. That he would be sitting
2: on the throne of, which was acknowledged earlier in chapter one. Which, by the way, Peter would quote in Acts chapter two with his very first sermon. Oh, by the way, David was talking about Jesus when he said this. And just you can go back and read the references of 24
3: and 25. When you know when his wife Elizabeth you know, became pregnant for five months, remaining seclusion, the Lord has done this for me, she said in these days. So it's like she's making that reference, yeah. the Lord, and now she's acknowledging the Lord with Mary. So in verse 45, blessed is she who has believed what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. And look, this interaction causes Mary to sing this song. And so, talk about so, it,
1: Jase. In that time frame uh, in, in our history it's as male and female, this was the greatest, uh, what would you call it, Al, for womanhood, for women. This is about the greatest passage you could ever come up with on the woman's role in all of this yeah. because they were mistreated for something fierce.
2: Well, and we made for
1: eons. And we made
2: that exactly. point, we made that point that Luke went out of his way to start his narrative and this is we're going to find this all throughout his book, his gospel of the role women played in yeah. in the life of Jesus and in his coming here. And it was important. And oh, so, we're tracking. We're tra- I was fixed
3: to get into this cuz a lot of people don't come to Jesus because it's like, well, this story's too fantastical and it's uh, misogynistic. Yeah. You know, I don't like, don't like women. We got one guy over here yeah. doing sign language because he was an idiot. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I don't mean, you know, he wasn't an idiot, because we all would have done the same thing. Right. I mean, look, if somebody taps me on, on the shoulder and says, you're fixing to have a kid at 80, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have another one on me there, buddy. Know <laughs> when to say
0: when, whatever I would have said, and the next thing you know, I'd have been doing charades. But the role of women, I mean, in this whole story is, I mean, culturally, I mean, this is groundbreaking. mean, oh, you know, all the stuff that's happening no with, with the women, no doubt. Which I, th- which I think it goes back to the whole thing to me goes back to what Paul said in First Corinthians uh, when he said, "Where is the?" where's the wise one, you know, where's the scribe, where's the debater, you know, has God not made the foolish things of, of uh, let me pull it up here. Uh, yeah, God, in the in yeah,
3: the foolish. Yeah, shame like, the like,
0: yeah he, he says, uh, he said, God chose what is low and despised in the world, even, the, even things that are not, to, br- uh, uh, to bring to nothing the things that are, so that no Human being might boast in the presence of God, and I think about like this. This is kind of the beginning of that, right? Because you had like this whole prophetic ministry happening up until the time of Malachi, and then it was silence. But that was all like temple and buildings and political and and all that stuff. And and, but then all of a sudden, that God says, "All right, it's all it's about to happen, and and here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going into the womb of a of a a virgin a, yeah. a, a young virgin in a town that nothing good comes out of i mean it, this is how it's going to start I and mean, it's just not the way that we would have pictured it it's just incredible i mean you think about what is happening here and that ministry of of you said it, jace uh, that the supreme being uh who's so high became low i forgot how you said it but it's that's it's it we're we're seeing it here
3: no, you're exactly right. And that's why I wanted to bring up that what you just described, she's going to sing about because that. So she has this uh, with with Elizabeth, this conversation and this understanding that this is way bigger than we thought. And that's why Jesus made that reference in Luke 11, which I think is important. Look, what this did is it it tore down the cultural view of the differences in men and women as far as worth or value or Jesus puts everybody on the same plane. And then Mary, in her song, sings about that, which we'll get to you know, next podcast, but just to give you two verses of that. In 52 and 53, she says in her song, he has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. And you're like, what does he mean by that? Because if you think you're something because of your wealth, Jesus brings you down. When you understand who he is, you realize you could have all the money in the world. Guess what? It's not going to forgive your sins. It's not going to give you purpose on earth. It's not going to bring your body out of the ground. It's not going to give you treasures in heaven. No. It brings you down, but it also brings the poor up. Cause they say, well, I got nothing. So that's why the first yeah. people who responded to Jesus were what? Prostitutes, tax collectors, poor people. Because they didn't have any status. That's why he said it's hard, you know, so hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom about like a, a needle, a camel going through the eye of a needle. Sure. So that's what Jesus does. He brings down the powerful and he brings up the humble, the yeah. in in circumstance. And that's what she realized in this process. God didn't come to some great cathedral, to go back to your point. And so that's why his act is the most high becoming the most low to show you the extent of his love for each and every one of us and they got Mm -hmm. that in this community which shows you also the importance of what the church would later be and and the point about family yeah being the support system i mean what are we deemed at in heaven what is the true treasure of heaven it's experiencing the presence of god with with family being a forever family.
2: You know it's yeah, interesting it's interesting too because just like we talked about in the witnessing of the resurrection that it was the Marys remember that first found him which made no sense if you were making this up because why would you have women as your witness? Incredible
3: point. The <laughs> yeah. only group of people who saw the death burial and resurrection
2: was a group of women. That's right. Which But now their- look, look at this situation with even before they're born so Zachariah can't speak, so he can't talk about it, but his wife can. And Joseph, who we don't even read about in the book of Luke, we read about him in Who, who was a very high character. A high individual. character individual. And, and, it was a loud
3: shut
1: up.
2: So you got so well, again, we're not
3: knocking him. We're no. just saying like cuz in Joseph's case, I believe he's the most underrated person in the oh, Bible. He's amazing. Right. I mean, and plus to with with, you know, not to do anything uh, right. sexually with her even after they got married. He, he just said, no, we're waiting till the Son of God is born before I
2: even go anywhere near this situation. You know I'm <laughs> well, that's my point is he was forced into silence. Zechariah was literally silenced. Uh, Joseph was forced into silence because what's he going to say? He knows the truth. The angels revealed it to him. But is anybody going to believe him?
3: Well, and that's why they're no. in seclusion too, Al, is because nobody's going to believe Nobody's going to believe it. I'm not going to believe it. That's right. And so, and it was part of the scheme redemption. That's why you have to almost put it in a soap opera mindset to even wrap your head around it. But when you do, and you realize this is based on eyewitnesses and the historical implications that all line up, and look, all the disgrace and the persecution, and they, they, there was not any pageantry involved. This is just real life. God came to earth via the birth canal. Of a woman who was a virgin. Yep.
0: Accept Enough it. Said. Deal with it. <laughs> <I> mean,
3: <laughs> and when you anyway. realize the power in that, and look the the uh, community that happened with this family, and the way God used this family, you can look at your own life and family and say, you know what? I got? There's there's hope for me here. God God loves yeah. me. With he God, use my family. All
1: things are possible.
3: Exactly. And look, it just the process repeats itself.
2: All right, so we're out of time on this episode of Beyond the Impossible, our new soap opera, uh, otherwise known as Unashamed. Uh, what I do want to remind you the week of May 7th. We're not going to be releasing Unashamed anymore on Sundays. It's going to be released now on Thursday, so it'll be Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So be looking for that change. If you want to follow us over, we're going to discuss a little bit more of this, This what did you call it? That's the Great Trone uh, Discovery. Yeah, uh, the, in this conversation,
3: conversation about the the complexity of how God is so set amazing. up
2: so with good. these two women. I mean, it was quite the... Uh, Very powerful. Yeah, it was quite the... And we'll uh, also preview a little bit of Mary's song, blazetv.com slash unashamed if you want to follow us over to Overtime. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube